Hello, everyone. Hi, this is Mark Goddard uh, from the Lost in Space series of years ago. I played Major Don West, and I want to let you know you are listening to Saturday Matinee Theater. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. We're here in jolly old England in our recording studio set up in 221B Baker Street. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. I've got my husky post-convention voice on now. I had a first con of the year this past weekend, and as always, I lost my voice. And I also smoke eight packs of Marlboros a day. I don't know why. Something influenced me. I just could. I just can't get enough of them. Probably working on your car. That's what it is. I like to take it apart. Anyway, uh, <laughs> joining me as always is the Watson to my Sherlock. It is Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Cristados? Well, Jared, let me tell you about me. I'm a guy who likes to work on podcast editing. Mm-hmm. I like to take that vocal recording music mm-hmm. and sound and put them all together. Mm. When I get to editing, I sometimes forget where I am, what time it is, yeah. or even I forget to eat. Mm. That's high living right there, my friend. Oh. You know, and I always smoke when I'm editing this well. Too, so <laughs> that's why I guess for all those pipes all the time. A lot of editing. At some point, we'll actually talk about Sherlock Holmes on today's episode, I promise you. Also joining me is the Mycroft of my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull, Albrecht. And how are you today, Jason? Yes, yes, great. Yep, doing fine. Glad you're fine. Uh, let's talk about financials. Hmm, yes. <laughs> you probably wants to know all about my income, my Aunt Agatha. How old is she again? 94. <laughs> kind of health? <laughs> She's worth hundreds of thousands of pounds. I heard you were uh, the first in line for that, too, as well. Yeah, no, I'm the first in line to gain hundreds of thousands of pounds, but not uh, monetarily-wise. <laughs> I love of Taco Bell more than anything. We also have with us our favorite constable, Delvin the Dark Web, Wilkins. And how do you do, Bobby Wilkins? I'm doing pretty good. And watching this episode reminded me of an old 19th century English saying, and it goes something like, now, I'm not saying that she's a digger of gold, but she's not messing around with figures that are broke. 19th century, something I heard from back then. Mm-hmm. Lord Byron, was it? Yes, I believe so. Yes, she gives you British pounds when you're in need. <laughs> yes, she is a trifling friend indeed. Absolutely. <laughs> She's not messing around with any unemployed gentleman. <laughs> she isn't. She is not. Oh, goodness. Well done, everybody. We are guest-free tonight. And with that, Pat, show description. Give my voice a rest, please, sir. Well, Jared, I am glad you asked for me to give your voice a rest. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes indexed show, brought to you by the Lombox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. 
on this episode, we will continue our indexing of all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes. 1954's Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap. Light your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. But don't forget, if the key don't work, smash that lock. Smash it! But before we hand it over to Delvin for this episode's info, let's take a look at a commercial that would have been playing at this time the episode was released back in 1955. This will help us get in the right time frame of mind and transport us back to the 50s. For this episode's commercial retro rewind, we have, oh, it's Marlboro Country. This is a man who smokes Marlboro cigarettes. What kind of a man is he? I'm a guy who likes to work on my car. I like to take it apart and put it back together. I get to working on it and forget where I am, what time it is. I even forget to eat. You don't forget to smoke, though. I always smoke when I work. They go together. Why Marlboro? Well, it's a combination of things. When I draw on a cigarette, I want to taste something. With Marlboro, I do. Yet it's got a filter that works. Then there's this flip-top box. I like things that are well-designed. This box is interesting and practical. Would you recommend Marlboro to your friends? I already have. New Marlboro. Filter. Flavor. Flip-top box. Popular filter price. Oh, boy. That's why my voice sounds the way it sounds, boys. Just that flavor. <laughs> you, you went to Flavortown. I'm a sucker for good packaging, guys. Mm. Let's go around the circle. Pat, thoughts on the 55 Marlboro commercial? Oh, man. This takes me back to such a long time ago. This is like when commercials were cool. They had the cool announcer guy just, hey, yeah, you mean, you know, did you know what kind of man he is? Yeah, I want to be that kind of man. I don't know, just work on the car all day. That's <laughs> fixing his car. He's taking care of business, man. That's the kind of man he is. Yeah. The sad part is he's not really fixing it. He said he's taking it apart and I'm putting, putting it, it back together. <laughs> but he had a nice looking car, too, though. Yeah, that's true. That's a nice looking hot rod. It's training in case he does have to fix it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have questions. Who takes their car apart if it's working and puts it back together? I mean, that is a man who does not want to be in the house. <laughs> I'm just I don't know. That's a man with children. <laughs> I don't know if Junior is a screw up. I don't. I don't know if Susie is messing around with Johnny down the street and he doesn't want to deal with it. I don't know if Martha, the wife, you know, is just nagging a little bit too much about where he's spending the money at the track. I like the way that lid flips up and I just... Yeah. <laughs> but to answer Dylan's question, you got to remember this was before cable television and the internet. So he doesn't have a lot else going Ooh. on. <laughs> That's, yeah. He needs to have a neighbor like a Bob or a Carl or something to have a conversation with. <laughs> I'm just going to take the car apart. Dude, <laughs> around some fresh kids. Jason, what do you think? I had to wonder, man. 
How much did they know? That I, did they know that all that smoking was going to give that man lung cancer? I mean, did they know? That's hard to tell. Oh man, those cigarettes are loaded with vitamin C. That's right. Good for your digestion. <laughs> the C stands for cancer. <laughs> it just—I don't know—kind of reminded me of Grandpa Jared. Back yeah, my like, grandpa was like a twelve packs a day guy. Uh-huh. Yep, I've seen him many times out working on the tractor. Kind of same thing. Cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He was out there for the same reason this guy is. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Grandma's in the house. <laughs> Come to think of it, my dad smoked too. My dad smoked a lot. I used to have to go down to the grocery store, go down to the candy store and buy them for him when I was a kid. Good times, man. Better days. Better Better days. days. (laughs) He'd let me keep whatever change was left. And I could, you know, get Tootsie Rolls and all that stuff. Tootsie Rolls. Delvin, anything left in the tank on the cigarettes? Well, I would have had something left in the tank, but that was the first thing that I took out of the car. I haven't put it back in yet. So, <laughs> okay. Pretty much out. So. There's no tank. <laughs> nothing nothing left in the tank. <laughs> Literally. Would you, would you like a man to come over there and help you with that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> That's not a little too sexy, Pat. That's a little weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, now. All right, I'll go back to the corner. Sorry. All right, back, back to the corner with Pat. You know, it's funny. The only observation I had is I was amused that they were like really trying to sell cigarettes because it had a cool flip top box. But then I thought to myself, I have always liked that flip top box. <laughs> so it makes easy access to the cancer sticks <laughs> it's so touché. cool touche flip top box i like things that are well engineered just like the guy in the commercial anyways now that we're in the 1950s mindset here's delvin with our episode info all right let's get to it there are only six left to go this is episode 33 and it was titled the case of the baker street bachelors the original air date was 20 june 1955 the director, Steve Previn. Writers, Charles and Joseph Early. With guest stars, Archie Duncan as Inspector Lestrade. Alvis Mabin as Pamela. Penny Portrait as Edna. Duncan Elliott as Jay Oliver. And Seymour Green as Inspector Mason. As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast. Not only is it just more fun that way, but I'm going to give a synopsis about this episode and we're going to discuss it and spoil the heck out of it. So again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at only 26 minutes per episode, it's not that big of a time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following Marlboro. <coughs> I'm following Holmes. Excuse me. I have no idea where that came from. Jason. I'm following Holmes. Pat. Well, Devin, you know, when I'm listening to a podcast, <laughs> I just like to hashtag about everything and uh, hashtag mm-hmm. I'm following yeah. Holmes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to save Jared's voice and I'm going to ask you to do another hashtag I'm following Holmes, Pat. Wait, I can do one. Hang on. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> following Holmes. That's hashtag Ooh. following Holmes. Don't do cigarettes, kids. Uh, hashtag I'm following homes, everyone. And with that, let's bring it back to me for the episode summary.
Jeffrey Bourne is a widower running for parliament and his career is now in jeopardy because the woman he's been seeing is blackmailing him, saying he beat her up. Bourne met the lady at a marriage bureau, so naturally Holmes and Watson are inclined to investigate in mildly hilarious fashion. Suffice it to say that our Baker Street lads go undercover and infiltrate the bureau and naturally Holmes ends up in jail. And since Lestrade isn't in charge of the investigation, there's not much he can do to help Sherlock. Or is there? Masterminding the investigation from a jail cell, Holmes guides Watson and a putting himself at risk Lestrade to the right path to expose the blackmail scam. Will Watson work up the courage to speak to a young lady? Is she as stupid as he thinks she is? Will they be in time to save the career of Jeffrey Bourne? Tune in and find out. Well done, Delvin. Thanks for saving my voice. And since you did such a good job, you get to go first. High, low, what the round one. I'll start with a high. The best part of the show to me, bar none, was when Holmes got put into jail and like they went to commercial and they came back from commercial and Lestrade is laughing his ass off. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah, part. Yeah, that was my favorite <laughs> one too. I mean, just a full-bellied laugh at Holmes McMahon bars. And you can tell Lestrade's like, you know how many times I wanted to put your uppity butt <laughs> in that cell and I had nothing to do it with. <laughs> He's like, they had to call me from home. They sent a cab to come and get me. Oh my goodness. It was such a beautiful moment and definitely after 33 episodes now of just for Lestrade to have him in that position, that was hilarious to me. That was great. Very entertaining stuff. Pat, pile on, sir. Hi, hello. What the? This might be a what the a little bit and it's the marriage bureau. Uh, I wish that still a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, is this the like new Tinder or something? You know, yeah, man. Or, you may have heard. The, have you ever heard the phrase "Lonely Hearts Club"? Club. Yes. It's, yeah. Same. Or like farmers only. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be lonely anymore, you Pat. You don't have to be lonely with detectives only. Doc. Yeah. So you know, I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> just, I'm like, where are they going with this? And what's happening? And it was just kind of a hookup club. Well, not a hookup club, but like it's setting you up for you know your couple so you could find your mate or last of a yeah. lifetime, right? Yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Let's say we went to this kind of club. Do you guys prefer the country or do you prefer here at where London? You know, what do you would would you prefer? I go to farmers only. I, I like it in the country. You like it in the country, Delvin? Yeah. Country or city? Sure. I'd Let's keep it that way guy. since I'm bad with addresses. Yeah, I'm probably more of a city guy than, okay. than a country guy. Yeah, Jason? I'm comfortable in both, but yeah, I like it here in old England, London, where the action is. Okay, city guy. Doubling back to your point, Pat, I had to laugh when Jeffrey Bourne told his campaign manager why he went to the marriage bureau. I don't remember what fancy words he used, but it was like, every woman I've met has been undesirable or unattractive. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Different blocks, son. (laughs) (laughs) Block you're trying. It's not good. (laughs) Hard knock life for Jeffrey Bourne. Jason, what you got, man? Please just call. Delvin took mine. I thought that was the funniest moment, but a close second is when that handsome cab pulls up to the club. And you remember back when old Watson bust down that door in that arsenic-filled room to mm-hmm. rescue his boy Holmes. Yep. He'll do that, but he was not getting out of that cab <laughs> and going into that single. 
into that matching establishment, man. Our boy was not moving. He was not having it. I got in my notes. I said, give Watson some drinks and he'll go in. Yeah, right. He didn't have any problem in Paris, but yeah. yeah. Once he had a couple of drinks, he was pulling can-can girls. I mean, as much as he can-can, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I guess Woo-hoo. he didn't want to be tied down. And that was the thing that he didn't want to even go into the marriage bureau. That was my best guess. Because otherwise, I'm like, why was he? Yeah, like, why was he so squirrely about going in there? I kind of was wondering that myself. Well, he has a history of being nervous around the ladies initially. But then he warms up, man. The Watson machine goes into overdrive. (laughs) Or maybe he's already applied. And they turned him down. <laughs> He's afraid they're going to go in. They're going to be like, oh, hey, John. Hey. You, you can't re-sign up for another couple months. John, already... two girls a week, man, maximum. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't a different parlor that you're <laughs> And Sherlock's like, wait, what? It's back to Delvin. I'll say low is that it was light on mystery, even though they more than made up for it with characterization and humor. But seeing as how the last episode that we watched was a time-based mystery where they were having to solve clues very quickly had like seven hours before the gentleman was going to uh, meet his death right before he was going to get hung and this one was not as harrowing and then they had a little bit more time and then it wasn't as much of a mystery now that's tough because we all gave last episode a five but we got to compare episodes in a sense. And this one just wasn't quite up to snuff as last one, even though it was very entertaining. I felt the same way, Delvin. I give him a little credit for us being able to see Holmes solve a mystery from a distance. And like mm-hmm. he was agent. So that was new and fresh. But you're right. There was really only one clue. It was the guy had Lautrec paintings and he didn't even know what they were. And that's why Holmes was like, oh, it's probably in the paintings. He doesn't even know what they are. Yeah, excellent. I felt the same way, Delvin. I did. Pat, what about you? I like the characterization of Watson in this one. I think we saw a couple different sides of him in this one. We saw the one where he's like, of course Watson wants to go. But then when he finally gets to the marriage bureau place, he doesn't want to get out. And then later on, you see Holmes is in jail. So Watson steps up. He's like, I got Watson's on the case right now. He's going to take care of it because Lestrade isn't going to help him because he doesn't want to do any breaking in or all that. And so then you get to see sneaky Watson sneaking around, trying to be the best locksmith that he can working on things. But then he gets back and he can't, he's like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about this lock. So then he has to go back to Holmes all the way back there just for Holmes to say, well, then just smash. Just break it. (laughs) Oh, well, that's a three tumbler system there. You're just going to have to smash. I was thinking the thing where I'm like, well, just smash it. But I thought it was a good, character moment there for Watson to see him kind of go through these different stages and it was fun to see. I agree, Pat. I'm looking at Weasel Skull's eyes and I think he's going to pick up the point that I was going to pick up off of this because I thought there was some other good characterization and I think Jason's feeling it. Well, if you're going to say Lestrade, I thought the characterization yes. of Lestrade was excellent as well. Yes. <laughs> that guy went through, he comes in and he he was like the cat that ate the canary when he finds out <laughs> Holmes is stuck in jail. And then Holmes is trying to recruit him to help Watson. He's like, I can't do that. I'm a police officer. I can't be breaking in there. I shouldn't even be listening to this right now. <laughs> but then finally it gets to the point where Holmes is like, you've got to go help him. And says, all right. And then he ends up getting captured and then has to get rescued by his rival investigator at the department. And I just love that ending when Holmes says, I had to do it. I had to send you help. The alternative would have been worse. 
And Lestrade said, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, by the way, you're spending the night here. <laughs> Get comfortable. You you're spending the night in jail because it's not my case. It's Mason's case. <laughs> but yeah, just to tag on what Jason said, I thought even though he did make him spend the night in jail, he laughed when he was in jail. He literally did risk his career for Holmes. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I could definitely see in that show that you had that pattern where you have these two and sometimes they're at odds with one another. But at the end of the day, they're friends. They'll give each other grief from time to time, but they do truly care about each other and care about justice. And that's always fun to see. I like it how Lestrade got the last laugh at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Can't let you out, bro. It's not my case. (laughs) Any other burning highs or lows before we move on, gentlemen? I have a few, if you will oh. indulge me. Everybody do your, your best <gasps> surprise noise. Hold on. I've got, a, I've got a mark time here because I'm going to start cutting this out. At okay, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few things here. One. <laughs> he started to say one, and then he was like, two, three, four. Well, I'm looking at this. A, don't these people read the paper and know who Holmes is? I mean, he gives his full name here, right? You know? And it seems no matter what iteration of Holmes you read or watch, he's always like semi-famous. Like some people know he some is, people, other yeah. people don't. Okay. Uh, that's just something I've picked up over time. I don't know. Jason's uh, big in Holmes lore. Would you agree with that, Jason? Yeah, I would agree with that. I also was wondering on this one, just to kind of piggyback off where Pat's going, did they levy those accusations against him and get him put in jail because they knew who he was? Oh, that's a good question. Like, do you think they knew he was setting them up? Oh, snap. I didn't even think that. Well, that could have been two, but I don't think they knew that. Otherwise, they would have. I don't know. I'm I'm just, you know, it's like, do they know? Do they not? Come on. Yeah, it's weird because if if they didn't know who he was, then they're pretty much just messing with one of their meal tickets at that point. If they genuinely think he's Aunt Agatha's heir. Why would you mess with your meal ticket? That's what I thought. I thought it was really weird. It seemed like it was all. was a plan. Wasn't that the plan is to get him put in jail and then they blackmail him saying, okay, well, we'll drop the charges if. Oh, that could yeah, be. That's what, that could that's be what happened. Yeah. Oh, that's what okay. happened. Right, right, right. But okay. that's what I'm saying is why wouldn't he go in with a different, like a fake name? Oh, I see. He did and go in. He did go in with a fake name. Remember, like they said earlier in the episode, Sherlock did not go in. And if, even if he, I don't think he said his name was Sherlock Holmes. He gave them false information. I remember that. Watson he gave, gave them genuine information. <laughs> Sherlock gave them false information. They had no interest in Watson. <laughs> I don't know. I, Pat, okay. did you did you watch? Yeah, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I think he said because he called because Oliver called them Holmes, Mister mm. Holmes. He said ah uh-huh. because he then he got arrested too because he then he got him. arrested under Holmes. He gave him false information. But he gave him false financial. Well, that's true. Maybe he said he's not Holmes. That's related to the. That could be. He could have been Ron Holmes or yeah. Pete Holmes. Mycroft. Not necessarily <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Send his brother up the river. Could be. Anyway, what else you got, Pat? Well, uh, the other last thing I have is just I loved it how Holmes played the lead detective. Get him to go to the bureau to get Lestrade and Watson some help. How he just kind of played him subtly in oh, yeah. mind like, game. He played him just like, like oh, it'd be a big feather in your cap if you ratted yeah. this one up. You know, just played to his vanity. Everything he would do to Lestrade, he was doing to that guy. Yeah. And that's what even made it more funnier is then Lestrade was like, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, he definitely appealed to that guy's sense of self. Excellent point. Yes, that was amusing. Anything else, Pat? You good? I'm good. Thanks. 
All right. Let's roll into the fun facts. So speaking of Inspector Mason, he was played by an actor named Seymour Green. And if you're a big Doctor Who fan, you might recognize him. He was in two Doctor Who episodes. He played Hargraves in Seeds of Doom and the Chamberlain in The Twin Dilemma. So Seymour Green crossed over from Holmes to Who. And my second fun fact, I don't know about you guys, but I was quite interested in those chairs mm-hmm. at the marriage bureau where you could sit and like face the little S person, yeah. yeah, shape. So you ended up facing each other. I looked those up. They're called Victorian lovers chairs. And Ooh. in France, they're called tete-a-tete chairs, you know, face-to-face head chairs. Oh. And yeah, they are designed for intimate conversations, which unfortunately always makes me think of the lover's toilet from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. I think Sean and MJ got too many times in the tete-a-tete, and that's why Sean's no longer with us. <laughs> Can't ride the ride. Don't ride the ride, big boy. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, with that, with our discussion of furniture and people who have been in Doctor Who episodes, let's get to our pipe ratings. As you guys know, on the show, we do our ratings on a scale of one to five pipes. If you give it five pipes, it means you loved it. Four, you thought it was very good. Three, it was just good. Two, it was just okay. And one, I did not like it. I don't think we've ever had a one on the Sherlock Holmes TV show. So I ask you, gentlemen, how many pipes are you giving up? I think I know where this is going to head tonight, but I'll start with Pat. I'm going to give this one a four high four. I wanted to give it a five, but I think like Delvin said, it l- was kind of light on the mystery. Yeah. So I think that's, that's exactly where I, where just... I thought this was going to, tonight. Yeah. Hey, let's just see if we can get some verification on that weasel skull. Yeah. I'm going to roll along on that four train as well. As Pat said, a little light on the mystery, also light on the tension and drama, which the last five pipe mm-hmm. had in spades, but very funny, very entertaining episode Four for me. I agree. Delvin. Yeah, we can keep it at four. I was high three, and especially for the group, I can put it at four because it wasn't bad and it was entertaining. And seriously, just them coming back from the break and having Lestrade just laughing like he did for about a full 30 seconds. That was golden. That really was. So I'm good with a four. And I'm just going to open the door, get on the floor, and we're all going to rate this at four. <laughs> yeah, definitely four. If there had a little more mystery, I would have gone five on it because it sure was fun. All right, now we're going to get into the 221B mailbag, where we are thrilled to kick off these comments. With special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content, raffle prizes, and so much more. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much-appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Auburn Elvis. Bill Beer. Blast it. Or stash it. Your choice. Braxton Underwood. Crypton Robinson. Dave Collins. You might know him as the Battle Wagon. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven. Jeremy L. I don't have the voice of the whole thing, but I hope you like Jarman, too. <laughs> Joe Thomas. John Watson. John and Maggie. Jose Poyo. Josh Strickland. Kathy Bright. Monstrous Mark Hatherley. Maxwell Traver. Michael Wagner. Miranda W. And newcomer P.D. Devins. Paul Hicks. Rick. Of Jeff and Rick present. Rob Morgan. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. 
Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Toronto Cop. Brad Morin. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know we missed you by sending an email to contact at longbosscrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? In a world where I can become a Crusaders Club member, how would I go about that? Uh, movie trailer guy, is your name Jason? No, it is not. Oh, in that case, it's simple. Just head over to Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out here at Longbox Crusade headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just our ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show, and we will share your review on the next show. We'll move on to shares, like, and retweets from uh, episode 51 of Saturday Matinee Theater, where we were talking about Sherlock Holmes, the case of the impromptu performance. And Jason, start us off. Rad Adventures. Give me a beat. No. Oh, the beat. Boom, chicka, chicka, boom, chicka, chicka, boom. Unpacking. There ain't no packing like the unpacking power, the power of the power of the power. That's the pack. And if you got a nice box with a lid that flips, it'll pack you right back. <laughs> Chris, at PT on Bat Books. Jason, do it for me. Let it roll. Down the highway. Since we can't stop singing, Fan Film Fridays! Not bothered on the bass line, but I am tonight. Professor Frenzy! It's a show! It's a show! Professor Frenzy's show! Coffee and Comics! Jeremy J.L. Lamastus! Green Lantern HG. Face the final frontier. These are the voyages of Trekker Talk. It's not about Star Trek. It's not about Star Trek. <laughs> That's a door's opening. I got it. I was with you. Clinton Robinson. Ivan Chudley. Hal Jordan. A parallel case of St. Louis. Isabel Sela. We will move on to some social media comments. We have uh, two of them. I'll read one from Kathy Bright. She says, okay, I was already all in because I love Sherlock Holmes. Never watched a TV series, though. Then the drop of Pass the Duchy and Everybody Get Up. So it uh, looks like Kathy likes, you know, some of our sound clips. And Pass the Duchy's on every show, but uh, not everyone get everybody get up because... Everybody voted in a five, so. This is from, it looks like a first-time listener, uh, Green Lantern HG. <laughs> I'm teasing. Good to hear from you, Green Lantern. What do you have to say? Let's see here. Yay! Alan is back. Is he getting punished for something? <laughs> kind of. Great episode, guys. I'm on the train with the five pipes. Watched this episode twice because I enjoyed it. Especially the opening Holmes experiment. That was funny. It will just give you a bellyache. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and we do love having alan on the show we do i don't know why he does that to himself we, we still aren't sure <laughs> but we do like having him running through the script here it looks like we've run out of runway so that's it for this episode of saturday matinee theater 
If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out the Long Box Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I am glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers at www.longboxcrusade.com. Or we're on Twitter at Longbox Crusade. We're also on Facebook at Longbox Crusade and on Instagram at Longbox Crusade. And you can now get some cool t-shirts from Public at Longbox Crusade. Go check it out. Back to you, Jason. Thank you, Pat. And if you like James Bond and you want to hear us on our track through all things James Bond, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? In a world where one British agent can save them all. All you have to do is go to iTunes, Google Play, and most of your podcatchers, or directly to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com. Or if you want us on social media, we are on Twitter at OHMSpod. Time is running out. Well, if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Delvin. Kick us off. I can be found on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. Pat, where can you be found? Well, Delvin, I'm glad you asked. When I'm not sitting around working on podcast editing and listening to boy bands, you can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Jared? I am at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all yard sale artists. Jason. Thank you, Jared. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. We hope you had fun, but it's time to get your utility belt stocked up and find the boy wonder because our next episode will continue our journey through the 1943 Batman serial. And we'll see you next episode for Chapter 3. The Mark of the Zombies. The meetup location? Gotham City.